The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In the past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Welcome to The Career Confidant, and I hope you are enjoying an afternoon on a Monday. You know, I thought about that this today that uh, we talk about careers on Monday and what a fitting day to talk about careers. This is your host Marie Zimanoff, and this show is all about helping you move forward in your career. Perhaps you went to work today on a beautiful Monday and thought, you know, I miss my weekend. What a great weekend. Why do I dislike going to work so much? And That's what we are here to talk about. We've talked about how to change careers. We've talked about how to job search, how to move up in your career. And maybe you're sitting at home today saying, wow, it's Monday. And another week is going by where I don't have a job. And that's why we're here too, to talk about how to get a job, how to be better in your job search, how to get some traction so that you can keep your career moving forward. And We're realizing today, and it's been coming for maybe 15 years, but it's really starting to hit home, that we are in charge of this career. We're in charge of moving it forward. We have to get the skills. We have to know how to move. And and that's why we're here. And so every week I share my experiences helping thousands of job seekers, and I bring in guest experts to share their experiences to help you move your career forward, get the skills and the tools that you need. And today we're going to be talking about a topic that's near and dear to my heart that I think is one of the top reasons that people struggle with job search especially, but even in their everyday work, why we struggle to move up. So we're going to be talking about something very dear to your job search and or your desire for a promotion today. So if you ever have any questions for me or for a guest, you're more than welcome to either email me at marie, M-A-R-I-E, at astrategicadvantage.com, or you can call in live at 866-472-5790. We've also had a few of you sharing insights and questions on our blog at GetCareerSmart.com. Dot com, which is wonderful, and a lot of you contacting me through LinkedIn, and I appreciate that, and we are going to talk more and more about LinkedIn and, and Google Plus and all of those things that help you with your job search, so I appreciate you connecting with me on any of those social media as well. So what is this topic 
that we're going to talk about today. Maybe the number one thing I see get in the way of our job search or even our success at work, it is follow-up. Follow-up, follow-through, whatever you want to call it. It's that ability to to not just do what we say we're going to do, but to capitalize on opportunities that we create for ourselves. We're going to talk about all of the ways we're creating opportunities for ourselves that maybe we're not using in the best way because we don't know how or we don't set up the time or whatever it might be for our follow-up. So follow-up in general means that we are doing what we say we will do or that we're taking the opportunity to connect with someone that we've met following up after an interview. We're going to talk about all the different ways that follow-up comes into our job search. And then we'll talk a little bit about, at the end, how it might be coming up at work. So follow-up comes up in our job search, whether we're talking about networking, whether we're talking about going to a job fair, when we're talking about LinkedIn, and Twitter and all of those things. We'll talk about social media a little bit. And follow-up also comes in when we're thinking about interviewing and how we follow up after that interview. And it might also be a possibility to follow up after we apply to a position that is posted. So we're going to talk about all of those different ways that we can follow up and how that might look at work today. Let's start with some general rules around follow-up. The number one thing to capitalize on opportunities that you might be spending energy to build for yourself, right? Whether you're going to a networking event or you get an interview or you're going to a job fair, whatever you're doing, follow-up within 48 hours, at the most, 24 to 48 hours. Why? Because if you don't do that, You've lost that opportunity, right? The, the connection starts to fade. The person's memory of you starts to fade. And this may even be true on LinkedIn, right? If someone connects with you or they email you, whatever it is, you have this window of time where you can message them back. And they remember, oh, yeah, I just connected with that person, right? So you've got this time that's fairly limited to make an action, for yourself to capitalize on that opportunity that you've created. So 24 to 48 hours you're following up. General rule for follow-up, and we're going to talk about this throughout our, our conversation today, is to add value. So this is not a me, me, me follow-up, right? This is not, you said you could do this for me, or I'm. can you do this for me? It's in what way can you add value in your follow-up? whether that's sending some kind of information, sending something you said you would send, giving them an article that might be relevant or interesting. And so that adding value piece really requires that in your meetings, in your interview, in your networking, and even at a job fair, you've done something to figure out how you can add value to that person, right? So that you're thinking about that the whole way through. And then when you go to do your follow-up, you can actually add value for that person in some way. You're saying thank you, especially if you can't add value, right? As a recruiter at a job fair, you had five minutes or less, well, probably lots less, right? You had one or two minutes to, to meet them. Now you've got to follow up with them, 
say thank you, thank you for your time, thank you for your insight. Be be thoughtful with that thank you, and and do it as many times as you can. Right, say thank you. And sometimes people say, oh, I met with that person a week ago. Is it too late? Well, it may be too late to ask them to help you. It's never too late to say thank you, right? So thinking about I'm following up, trying to add value, and definitely saying thank you within 24 to 48 hours. And that's all the ways that we're going to talk about follow-up. You want to think about doing that in that time frame, adding value, and saying thank you. So the next general topic around follow-up is considering our audience. So if we're taking, if we're going to a job fair, how we follow up with that person might depend on what we think will work best for them. Now, how do you know what works best for them? Well, we ask. So we're considering that audience when we choose a method of following up. And we're going to talk about all the different ways that we can do this, But really, it's asking, what way do they want you to follow up with them? Especially recruiters, people that you meet at a job fair, those hiring managers, ask them how they prefer. Some recruiters are going to say phone call, right? Some might say email. But if you ask, then you know that you're following up with them in the most effective way that you can. You also want to connect with everyone you can on LinkedIn or Twitter. LinkedIn is my favorite, and I love the search functions because I can go on there and uh, find people that maybe didn't have a business card to share with me at a networking event, right? I can still follow up with them if I can find them on LinkedIn, and all I have to do is to be able to remember their name. Twitter may work for some people in that same way. It actually may even be easier than LinkedIn because it's more accessible for me right now, and I've got to get away from... I'm. Right now, I don't have the opportunity to connect with anyone else on Twitter. Uh, need more followers. So if you're out there and you're looking for someone to follow on, on Twitter, follow me at Work With Purpose, and then I can follow you back. Um, but that's a great way for you to, to use those social mediums, is to use them as a follow-up tool after a face-to-face networking event, possibly even after an interview. We'll talk about that a little bit more. But whatever your favorite medium is, whether it's LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook can be a little more awkward for people. Lots of people are still using that just for personal. Um, You might check that out. And then obviously Google+. If that person is on Google+, you can add them to your circles. So all of those ways of making sure you follow up. Ask how they want you, phone, email. We're going to talk about some other ways, especially with posted positions. And then don't forget the social media and the power of that when you're doing your follow-up. So one of the things that I like to encourage people to do when they're following up is to think like a, a small business, right? Small businesses know that the power of their business is really the size of their database, How many people can you market to, right? How many people can you connect with? Well, you as a job seeker or even a professional, how are you keeping track of your contacts? How are you making sure that you know who you've connected with, that you have some notes on if you've had a conversation with that person? Whatever it might be, how do you know how you know those people so that you can be good 
in your relationship building, right? Especially when we're talking about networking, it's all about relationships. And we need to have some way to remember not just the person's name, but any other details that might be important about our conversations with them. So create some kind of a, a method of tracking your contacts, reminding yourself to connect with people who are important, right? In your search, in your career, in your network that you need to make sure you reconnect with. This is going to come more automatically for some than others. But thinking about how can I remind myself, to, oh yeah, I need to check in with this person or that person. Those people in your circle that, you're, that you want to maintain or build relationships with, you need to make sure you stay in contact with them, right? That's what a relationship is. Again, more automatic than others. If you find it doesn't come automatic for you, create a system. You can use things like jibberjobber.com, right, where it's a system just for job seekers. You might like a tool like a, uh, a CRM, right, a customer relationship management tool. There's free ones online. There's ones you can pay for. And you might use LinkedIn. LinkedIn has some features that help you manage your contact list. Maybe you have to do a little bit more of the scheduling on your own in terms of how you're going to connect with those people. But to realize whether you're job seeking and maybe even especially more if you're not, that your database, just like a small business, your database of connections is really a big part of your career toolbox moving forward because that is one of the best ways to move around, right? Whether it's within your company or externally, it's, it's really all about who you know, and not just about who you know, but who knows you. And so if you're keeping those contacts around and you're maintaining them, culti- cultivating them, it's going to be much easier to move with those relationships versus feeling like you have to work to establish them when you want to move or when you get laid off. So that is one of the major pieces of our toolbox. And in fact, William Aruda just wrote an article on LinkedIn if you've been paying attention at all to William Aruda and, and the branding work that he's been doing. And he talked about how LinkedIn is really your, your branding toolbox, right? It, it gives you the opportunity to do all of the things you need to do to build and maintain your brand. And, and that we're taking one step out and just saying, let's make sure we're keeping our contacts, whether they're in LinkedIn or not, so that they can move us forward in our career. So the last kind of rule here about follow-up is that a certain amount of strikes and you're out. Maybe two, might be three, right? If you met a recruiter at a job fair, follow up with them once, follow up with them twice, that's probably enough. Talk to somebody at a networking event, you really had a good conversation, you might get three strikes, right? Where you follow up with them via email, follow up with them via phone, maybe one last email and then they just aren't interested in, in maintaining that connection, right? So thinking about being persistent without being annoying, which is a fine line to walk, especially as a job seeker. So we're going to come back in just a few minutes and we're going to talk specifically about how follow-up looks after a job fair and when we're networking. So we'll be back in just a few minutes and keep talking about your follow-up strategies.
Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. Each week on CIO Talk Radio, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experiences with listeners as they discuss with some joke all how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive. This means better care for customers and improves the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjog All every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel, the bottom line in business talk. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. Are tuned into the Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Marie at a strategic advantage.com. Now, back to the Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. This is your host, Marie Zimanoff. And tonight we're talking about follow-up. We're talking about really that hole that might be creeping into your job search around why aren't things happening, right? Everything seems to be going into the deep abyss. My networking's not working. I'm applying to positions and not hearing anything. Well, follow-up are the actions that you can take, right? And it's it's very simple, but a lot of times we think we can't follow up or we don't think about following up or we don't know how. So tonight we're going to break down all those barriers and talk about how we can follow up. So we've talked about some of the general practices of follow-up, right? Best practices. We want to make sure we add value. We want to say thank you. We want to do that within 24 to 48 hours of every instance that we're going to talk about tonight, every time that we might want to follow up. We're talking about choosing a way to follow up that works for the person across from us, right? Asking them how we follow up and then making sure we connect with everyone we can on social media, whether that's LinkedIn, Twitter, Google+, Facebook, whatever it is you're using and know that's comfortable for them. Then we've talked about maintaining some kind of connections database or process system. And, you know, it used to be a Rolodex, right? We had a Rolodex. Now we can be a little more sophisticated with it. We can do it online. We can do it through LinkedIn. We can do it through a customer relationship management program. It's really all about making sure you're maintaining the connections that you want to maintain again, comes more natural for, for some of us and for others. Some of us need to work at it, and that's okay. And then thinking about that kind of three strikes you're out or how many times can I contact this person before I'm being annoying, right? And 
and making sure that we're keeping a pulse on that and not stopping too soon, right? Because sometimes we'll go, oh, I'm annoying this person and we haven't even done any follow-up. And then sometimes we might go too fast, push too hard. So we want to be right in that middle point. So let's talk a little bit about networking specifically and what follow-up might look like in the practice of networking. Now, networking, as we've talked about a lot, is really all about building relationships. That's the focus of our networking. It's not to get a job. It's not to get a promotion. All of those focuses will will taint your networking. They'll make it more challenging for you. So when you're networking, you're thinking, okay, my focus right now is to build a relationship, build that relationship. So when we're, when we're networking, the number one thing we need to do is make sure we have a way to follow up. And talked about this before. We're just going to talk about it again because it's really important to get out of the mindset of I need to give my card. Yes, that's, that's good. Most importantly, I want you to get people's cards, get people's names because then you have the power and the ability to do the follow-up. If you give them your card, you don't get theirs. You have to wait for them to follow up, right? And they may or they may not. As Tony Rayburn, our guest a few months ago, talked about 80% of people don't follow up, right? And so the likelihood of the person you give your card to following up is very low. And if you have the card, you can decide to be one of the 20% that follows up, right? And you will stand out. So you're getting their cards. You have the opportunity to follow up. In the least, you're getting their name so that you can connect with them on social mediums if they don't have a card. Now, a lot of times I'll hear people say, I'm just exhausted. I'm going to all of these networking events. You know, it's very uncomfortable. And I think even for extroverts in, in our little quotations, extroverts, going to a lot of networking events where you're meeting new people might be energizing in some ways, also taxing maybe even financially, right? So thinking about capitalizing on that opportunity when we go to that event all comes down to the follow-up. You meet people, get home, put them into categories, right? I've got the category of people I want to keep building a relationship with, the people that maybe I'm not sure we'll see, and then the people that, mm, it was nice to meet them, but I really don't see a connection, don't see that I can help them, don't see that they can help me, whatever it might be. You want to follow up with all those groups, you just might want to do it differently. The group that you eh, not sure if there's any way you can help each other, no real relationship there. At the very least, send them an email or connect with them on social media if that's your strategy, right? Some Sometimes people don't want to build their networks that big, and, and that's okay. If you met them and you feel like you you know want to join their social mediums, do that at the least. It was great to meet you. I uh, look forward to seeing you at another event. Just at least be nice, right? Do that greeting card of, hey, it was great to meet you. I look forward to seeing you again. In whatever ways makes sense for you and you think makes sense for them right? Whether that's email, maybe a phone call, social media. That middle group that you're not sure, you might say an email or a phone call 
or, you know, hey, it was great to meet you. Would you like to meet for coffee sometime? But it's not a real, uh, you know, I'd love to meet with, with you for coffee. It's just a, would you like to see if there's a way that we might add value for each other? That third group where you had a connection, you see ways that they could help you, you see ways that you could help them, you want to meet one-on-one. The power of all the networking activities that you will do is getting them to a face-to-face one-on-one. No matter what social mediums you're using, no matter what you're doing, if you really want somebody to trust you and to know you and to be able to go to bat on your behalf and, and you want to do the same for them, right? You're, it's going to require a face-to-face meeting at the least a phone call. But if you met them at an event, my guess is you can get a, a face-to-face meeting with them. So write them, email them, call them, do whatever you think works best for them. May not have asked that question at the networking event, and that's okay. But, but do something, you may even text them, right, if, if they're in the younger generation, that you want to meet for coffee. You'd love to learn more about what they do, um, you're interested in what they do, love to learn more about their company, whatever it is, I like a research focus to request that meeting because that's there's no no there, right? They, If you ask for a job or ask if they're hiring, there's no's. If you say that you want to meet with them to learn more about something, learn more about them, there's really the only no they could say is they don't have time. Or they might say, no, they don't have time because they're not interested. And that's okay, right? You're doing that follow-up to build the relationship. Because we know that in a few seconds, few minutes even, at a networking event, that relationship just cannot be built. So follow-up, request to meet with them face-to-face and and do that. Then you've got another step of follow-up, right? Where I want you to send a thank you after that face-to-face meeting. I I like a handwritten thank you. If you don't think that makes sense for the person, then you might send it via email or even through LinkedIn. But some kind of thank you after that face-to-face meeting is, it's imperative in my mind. They're taking the time to meet with you. Even if you're adding value for them, you want to, you still want to send them some kind of a thank you. And then you continue to stay in contact, right? You put them in your database scheduling them to a certain amount of time each month, each quarter that you want to follow up with them and stay in touch. Build that relationship, whatever that looks like for you. And and making sure that you're doing those things as organically as possible, right? That you're that you're maintaining those connections as organically as possible. So if I've got a job seeker and let's say they've gone to a, a a job fair and this happened not too long ago you know i'm talking with a recruiter who was at a job fair and she says all these people told me that they were going to send me their resumes right they they got my card she was very rare at a job fair to be giving away her card and and they're not doing it right they're not following through following up whatever you want to call it to give them the information that they said they'd send. And we don't want to be that person, right? So if you're going to some of those events, and we talked about this a little bit last week, just making sure that we're being intentional about creating time to follow up 
and build those relationships knowing that networking is about the relationships and that's going to take effort and time and sometimes when we're job seeking that's not a whole lot of, of fun to take that time but if we don't follow up I can promise you that it's going to be very difficult to maintain those relationships to access the help that those people might be able to provide if we don't maintain those relationships so thinking about how do we do that right you met someone at a networking event you want to ask them to go to coffee simple straightforward you know hey we met recently at this event I enjoyed our conversation as I indicated I'm, I've been really researching your industry I'd, I'd be grateful for the opportunity to meet with you over coffee and learn more about your organization and where you see the industry going I'm available on Tuesdays and Thursdays most of the time from 9 to 11 right you want to give them some kind of time frame please let me know if if there's a Tuesday or Thursday that would work for you this week or next so you're being very direct you're you're telling them exactly what you want out of the conversation so they're not surprised and then if any way possible you're also saying that I'd I'd love to help you. Um, you know, I hope to return the favor to you or someone that you know. I have attached an article that that I mentioned when we spoke or that would be of interest based on our conversation. Whatever it is so that you can show that you're trying to add that value even before you meet with them. That's going to get you that one-on-one -on -one meeting, right? And that's your goal. And when you go to a networking event, it's not how many people can you meet at that event. It's how many people can you follow up with and start to build a relationship with that really are going to be a good connection for you and for them. That's going to have that mutual benefit. And we do this more naturally with our current network, right, with our friends and our family. We keep in contact them with them. And we want to make sure we're talking to them, too as we've talked about in our networking sessions. And when we meet someone new, we've got to realize that we need to file them in that category of people that we want to stay in contact with. So we're going to come back in just a few minutes, and we're going to talk more about follow-up after we apply to a position. And we're going to start talking about follow-up after an interview. So we'll be back in just a few minutes. Always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. 
Are you a decision maker in your organization, a mid-level manager, or a team member? Stepping Stones to Everyday Success with host Kimberly Stewart is a program designed to provide you with tidbits and tools you need to achieve results no matter where you are in your organizational structure. Interaction is key, and you'll have opportunities to share your ideas, comments, and questions. Listen to Stepping Stones to Everyday Success, live every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. All right, so we've been talking about follow-up here tonight on The Career Confidant. And, you know, this topic, as I said at the beginning, is really near and dear to my heart. And I think it's because every time I talk about this topic at a networking group, a job seeker group, someone writes to me afterwards and says, you just changed my search, right? I've been dragging my heels or I've been working my tail off and not getting any response and I realize today that it's because I'm not following up, I'm not following through, I'm not doing the things that would take my efforts and bring them to fruition and and that's one of the most challenging things as a job seeker I think and as a, even as a business owner is to to really understand that 90% of the effort doesn't get you there, right? And that 90% of the effort is hard, and especially as a job seeker, be, be very dejecting. And yet, if we don't do that 10%, all of that 90% goes to waste, right? All of the energy we spend going to a networking event, all of the energy we spend researching people on LinkedIn, all of the energy we spend applying to a position, going to a job fair, if we don't do these little follow-up steps, all of that energy is wasted. And so we've talked about ways that you can follow up after you've net been networking, talked about some of the best practices of follow-up, and now we're going to talk a little bit about how to follow up on a posted position. And this is probably one of the biggest myths out there in job search today is that you can't follow up once you apply online. Eh, maybe, right? So you apply to a position online. It says, don't call, don't email, you know, we'll call you. What do you think are the odds that you get called out of the blue, right? We know they're not great. And so I tell people to follow up in whatever way the company doesn't say not to. It's kind of a double negative there, but do whatever you can without breaking their rules or think about how you might want to break their rules. So you found a position online. Let's say you found a sales position at a company and you apply online. There are lots of ways that you could follow up. First, you could research the hiring manager. 
can research it on LinkedIn. You can sometimes research it on their company website. Do whatever you can to see if you can figure out who that person is, who is actually doing the hiring. Not the HR person, although the HR person is is great and we can do follow-up there, but can you figure out who the actual hiring manager is? Then we can do something to follow up, right? We could connect with that person on LinkedIn. We could follow them or the company on Twitter. We could follow the company on LinkedIn. We could connect with the HR person on LinkedIn. We could call if there's any way to do that and it doesn't say not to. We could email if there's any way to do that. Anything we can do to follow up. Now, the myth is that if you do that and they say not to, you'll get thrown out. That is possible, right? It is possible. What I've heard from a lot of people is that that follow-up actually moves you up top, up higher, right? It, It actually does something positive for you. So I might experiment a little bit with your follow-up. What works, right? If they say don't call, don't don't email, you can send a hard copy, right? Find their mailing address, find the hiring manager, find HR, and send them a hard copy. Do whatever you can do to follow up with that company. Walking in may or may not be an option. If you think it might work, try it. My story here is a, a younger gentleman I was working with in the banking world who was looking for sales positions in, in the banking world, applied to the sales position. The position said, do not call. I said, How, well, what do you think? And he said, I think that's my first test. I said, tell me more. Well, it's a sales position, right? And it says that I'll be doing cold calls. So they don't want to be called just like the people I have to cold call won't want to be called. I think I should do it. And so he did. He called and he said, I've I've applied to this position. You know, I know you said don't call. I kind of thought that was my first test. I'd I'd be happy to do this job. I'd, I'd be happy to cold call people. I think I'd be really good at it or I've shown I'd be really good at it and and I'm very interested in this position. HR person, receptionist, whoever it was on the other side said, I am forwarding your resume to the hiring manager. Right? So sometimes thinking outside of the box, maybe even breaking the quote-unquote rule can do good. Sometimes it's going to get us thrown out. Right? And so we have to look at how we think it might be coming across, and what other ways might we be able to follow up? There are lots of ways, right? We've talked about researching the hiring manager, sending them an email, sending them a LinkedIn invitation, doing the same thing with HR, sending a hard copy, calling, stopping in, whatever it is that you think might work, do it. Not a big facts person. I heard a person in my colleague, one of my colleagues talking about faxes, um, you know, if you think fax is a good thing, go ahead. To me, it's a little old school. Um, if I was in HR and got a fax, I, I might wonder about that. Um, but you, you know, whatever you think will work in your industry with your hiring managers, again, always thinking about that audience. 
one of the other things that I see people doing with open positions is they are applying to so many that they're not keeping track. And then someone calls you and says, you applied for this position, and you don't even have the paperwork together to know where it is. And there's a good thing of applying to positions, and we want to make sure we're tracking that, right? Track your applications, track your follow-up, track when you've emailed someone, so that you're very intentional, as an HR person, I want, especially an HR person who are typically organized type A personalities, I like it when you are also organized, right? When you, you know what you've done. Hey, I followed up with you a week ago. You said I could follow up with you again. Have that organization about yourself. Again, for some of this, that's going to take more effort than for others. Thinking about how we can do that. Now, if you're applying with recruiters versus to a, a, correct, a company directly, you want to make sure that you ask that recruiter how you follow up with them and how often. Most recruiters will have you follow up with them on a regular basis so that they keep you on their list. And if they say, oh, you don't need to follow up with, with me, then you might not want to waste your time because if they're really interested in you, they will say, follow up with me once a week, follow up with me every two weeks, whatever it is so that they keep you on their list. They know you're still looking. They know what you're looking at. They know what types of positions, whatever it is. They might want you to call them. They might want you to email them. They might have some kind of system on their website. But if they're actually interested in you, a recruiter, external recruiter, will have you follow up with them on some kind of regular basis. So whether you're applying to a posted position, you've got lots of, lots of options. And if you're working with a recruiter who may have several posted positions, you want to make sure you're just doing that follow-up there also. So we've talked a little bit about posted positions. We've talked about networking. And we've talked a little bit about job fairs and making sure that you follow up after them. I consider them to be a networking opportunity more than anything else. And I want to talk just briefly about following up on LinkedIn. And we've talked about LinkedIn at, at several points. Uh, just one note here on LinkedIn, that you have the opportunity, a brief period of opportunity, just like you have with any other follow-up, to make a connection out of a simple introduction. So let's say, and I just was talking to a client today who had a recruiter reach out to him on LinkedIn. Wow. Right? Wow. Connected to him. Just sent him an invite on LinkedIn. That opens a door for you. A simple door. They initiated contact, right? Now you get the opportunity to do follow-up. Now, you can also do this if people look at your LinkedIn profile, right? If someone looks at your LinkedIn profile and they see, you see that they've looked, it opens a door for you. And you can decide what you want to do with that. So if someone especially sends you an invitation on LinkedIn, send them a reply, right? When you accept, and I do this on your computer if you can, just wait and accept the invitation when you're on a, a laptop, computer, 
some kind of device that when you accept that invitation, right away it says, send a message. And you want to send a message right then or soon thereafter, right? You can get back to that contact and send them a message. And you might do several different things, right? With, with this client, we were talking about sending this, this recruiter an email and saying, thank you for the invitation. I look forward to, to adding value to your network. That's always what I say. I like to say that, right? Just get it right out there that I'm going to, I can add value to your network and I, I look forward to the opportunity to do that. And then you might say, if you are working with companies that are looking for this type of person, I'm currently targeting companies like blah, blah, blah in the Denver area so that you are giving that recruiter all the pieces they need. They need to know what types of positions, what types of companies, and your geography. They also need to know salary, but I wouldn't offer that in that first email. That's your, that's your opportunity. That's your key, right? They sent you an invitation. You get to email them back and, and take advantage of that through follow-up. Same thing you can do if they view your profile. I noticed you viewed your pro- my profile. I'd love to connect you, with you on LinkedIn. Uh, I'd be interested to know if I might add value in a position that you're currently looking to fill. They might accept the invitation. They might not. You know, whatever it is that you can do, but you're taking the opportunity to open the door that they've started to open by sending you an invitation or viewing your profile. So when we come back, we're going to close tonight by talking about one of my favorite pieces of interviewing follow-up that very few people do and can really make the difference in turning that interview from an interview into a second interview or second interview into a position, whatever that process looks like. So we'll be back in just a few minutes and talk about following up after an interview to close the deal. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. The way we do banking today continues to evolve. No longer is it just brick and mortar locations or traditional bankers hours. Today, banking is 24-7. It's in the home. It's on the go. It's digital. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how traditional banking as we know it has changed due to a loss of trust, changing economic conditions and consumer behavior, government involvement, and, of course, technology. What does it all mean? Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. 
are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant, and tonight we are talking about follow-up and all the ways that you can follow up during your job search to really make a difference and keep things moving and avoid some of the black hole waiting around part of the job search. One of the the pieces that I've found gets most people is when they're interviewing and you know, you walk away from that interview and somebody asks you, oh, how did it go? And you say, I don't really know. And then they say, oh, well, what are the next steps? And you say, oh, I don't really know. And boy, we're stuck, right? We are waiting for someone else to to do anything. We don't know what we can do. We don't know what we should do. And so the process that we're going to talk about now is all about preventing that situation, right? Preventing that I don't know what the next steps are. How do I figure out who to talk to kind of stuff. So when we are interviewing and lots of people talk about closing, right? Making sure that we close the interview and and doing that verbally. And I tell people to even write that down, you know, as you're writing down your list of questions for the company, you might write down your closing statement. And this is probably most important for those of us who tend to be a little bit quieter, not as forthright, not as as out there, not as excited, right? We're not that visually excited then it's going to be even more important for us to be able to say that we're interested in the position if we are, right? To leave on the note of, yes, I want this. To, as some people say, ask for the job. My statements are a little bit more soft, right? Because that fits with my introverted personality. I would love to have this position be a part of your team. Very interested in this position. Look forward to meeting with the key people that that work in this in this job or I'm interested in this position look forward to meeting the team if you know there's a second interview right you're not going to get the job offer right away hey I, I look forward to meeting the team um, whatever it works for you to say I want this job I'm excited about it after learning more I'm excited about moving forward in the process and Especially if you're introverted, I would encourage you to use interested, excited, love, whatever it might be that fits in your vocabulary, but is is a word that demonstrates the emotion that maybe you'd like to be showing that just isn't in your personality to do in the interview, right? And that's okay. It's okay to not be the... Um, the cheerleader type that everybody's different and it's our opportunity during the interview to make sure that we're doing everything we can to show them that we're excited and some of us might need to do that verbally rather than with our with our actions right 
and you know who you are. If you're out there and you're saying, oh, yeah, that's me. People have said they weren't sure if I wanted the job or people have said, oh, you're kind of quiet. All of those things mean that we probably could do a better job of showing people that we want the job and maybe that's telling instead of showing. So thinking about those things and closing, writing down your clothes before you go. Then I want you to leave with a follow-up plan. So asking about four things. The first one is process. What will be the next step in the process? If you don't know, ask. Will there be another interview? Whatever it is. Timeline. When can I expect to hear from you? Right? When will you be making that decision? When will you be contacting uh, candidates for the next step? However you want to ask it, timeline. Take control. Is it okay if I follow up with you to see where you are in the process? Or if I don't hear from you by then, right? Because you've just asked about timeline. Who should I follow up with? And that leads into the fourth thing, which is contact information. So that you know when you leave what the process looks like, what the timeline is, what you can do, and who you can follow up with. Then there's no question, right? Well, I don't know if I should follow up with them. Is it okay if I follow up with them today? Should I wait until tomorrow? There's no question because you have asked and gone through the process of gathering that information before you left. That's, that is the four-step follow-up plan that you want to have when you are leaving that interview. You want to know process, timeline, what you can do or how to follow up and who to follow up with. So the last thing, interviewing, and people talk about it all the time and still only about 20, 25% of you are doing it, send a thank you. Send it via email if you think that's more appropriate. Take in a handwritten card right after the interview, right? That's a great tip from my friend Teresina Davey, who used to be at Front Range Community College. Have thank you cards in the car, fill them out, bring them back into the receptionist. Send it in the mail if, if that's what you think is appropriate and it can get there fast enough, right? I want it to get there within 24 to 48 hours faster if you think they'll make a decision. Okay to do a one-two punch on the thank you email and then send a card that'll get there later. Those pieces of information are very important to the people that you are interviewing with, right? It's, it's going to make you stand out. It's something they can hold on to, especially if you send a card that you're doing that thank you. Send it to everyone you interview with if you can and make sure you thank the person who is coordinating scheduling if that's appropriate. The administrative assistant, Whatever it might be, that person probably has a voice in the process and you should just be nice to them anyways, right? So saying thank you to everyone involved that you can, which requires that you've done the four-step process and gotten some kind of contact information to do that. So when you're thinking about follow-up, whether you're job searching or you're in a position and and you're doing some of these networking things while you're working, right? One of the pluses of being married to a career counselor is that you'll never forget. (laughs) I tell my husband all the time, he goes to a business meeting. Did you get cards? Did you connect with those people on LinkedIn? Right? Because I know the reality is that tomorrow he could get laid off. I love his company. They're very stable. I don't think that's going to happen. 
the reality is it could happen. And everything will be better. Everything will move faster. Everything will be less awkward if he has maintained relationships with the people that make sense. Right? Retained relationships with the people that he connected with. Retained relationships with people that, that, that make sense. That's, that's where we're headed. So thinking about follow-up here, three things to think about when you're doing your follow-up. Right? Your credibility takes many touches to build and only a few misses to falter. So if you're trying to build credibility with a recruiter, with an HR person, with a hiring manager, it's going to take many touches to build and it's going to be fairly fragile. doesn't mean that we all don't make mistakes, but we've got that in mind from the beginning that it's going to take me time to build and I need to be careful with it, take care of it. Recruiters and hiring managers talk to each other. So if we're doing our follow-up, we want to make sure that we are being respectful. We are, we're making sure we're talking to people and we're doing what we say we will do because we know, especially if we're in a community and we're job seeking within that community, industry, geography, whatever it might be, that people are talking to each other. And then the third thing is to track our connections, our applications, have that organization and always focus on adding value to everyone we touch. So I hope that as you move forward in your search or in your networking, that you're thinking about following up 24 to 48 hours, maintain relationships, do it on LinkedIn, and really value and put time and effort into the connections that you're making so that that 10% of effort can seal the deal on the 90% of effort you're doing every day in your search or at work. So feel free to check in with us at getcareersmart.com. You can always find me at Marie, M-A-R-I-E, at astrategicadvantage.com. And we look forward to seeing you here next week and kick off your Monday with the Career Confidant. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then.